this program created by Rio Grande. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars broadcast 226. At third and flower, assistant officer. That's all. Rose and Clinton. you're looking these days, it's pleasant, but you're inclined to suspect him of paving the way for a loan of a five or a ten. However, if everyone you meet tells you the same thing, you may rest assured you are looking fine and no doubt about it. That's true enough, Dr. Lindsley, but just what has that observation got to do with real grandy cracked gasoline? More than you suspect, my young friend. If I were the only one declaring that real grandy crack is the finest gasoline sold in the West, my personal friends would believe me but others would be excused for not accepting the conviction of only one individual. But when those who know the most about gasoline, those who buy the most, the officials of every division of government, those of cities and counties, the state of California, and the federal government as well, hold the same conviction, then there is no excuse, no room for any doubt. You get my point? Sure, Doctor, but I was just thinking, what about those motorists who seem content to use some other brand of gasoline? Would you say they were uh, uh, habit buyers? Yes, Barry. For the most part, they fail to observe the distinction between the claims made for the gasoline and what that gasoline actually does in living up to those claims. In other words, facts. Friends, if you're not already done so, join the keen progressive movement. Those who buy on facts. Those who know that Rio Grande cracked is first in public service and the most highly recommended and endorsed gasoline sold in the West. Turn in tomorrow at the red and white station of your Rio Grande dealer. Get police car performance with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. The story we are to hear tonight is taken from the experiences of a member of the Los Angeles Police Department. And we have therefore asked Chief James E. Davis to introduce our program. Chief Davis. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. In the fall of 1926, the World Conference on Narcotic Education authorized the observance of Narcotic Week from February 21st to 28th. The purpose of this educational week once each year is to better inform the public about the dangers of narcotic drugs, to promote the erection of hospitals for drug addicts by state and federal governments, and to develop uniformity of state and federal laws for the control of narcotics. Every good American citizen should aid in the fight against the narcotic evil because it concerns the moral welfare of the country as well as the public health. Illicit manufacture and sale of narcotics continues unabated in certain sections of the world. That means that America must make a stiff fight against the evil that spreads social pollution and crime. Tonight's story, a real storybook thriller, but like all Carr's cases, a true one, tells how a police officer risked his life to stop a dangerous gang from trafficking in drugs. Our scene opens in the Southern Pacific Station in Los Angeles. An incoming train has just discoursed a mass of scrambling humanity. A lone figure detaches itself from the crowd and carrying several pieces of luggage climbs into a waiting taxicab. A few minutes later, the cab deposits his occupant at a small hotel a few blocks from the station. Yes, sir. Nice outside room will cost you two fifty a day. In advance. At tents? 
With baggage? Yes, sir. A rule of the hotel, sir. I see. Case of hurried but unexpected exit, huh? Something like that. Yeah, here. Show the gentleman to 219. This way, sir. Nice weather. Is it? What's here, Long? No. You lived out here, Long? No. This is number two. Second door to the right, sir. Do you need uh, anything, sir? Huh? Oh, no, nothing, thanks. Here. That'll be all. Thank you, sir. Um, pardon me, sir. You dropped something. Where? Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> Must have pulled it out with my handkerchief. Yes, sir. You uh, know what it is? Looks like a bindle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, here's a five spot for you. Just a sip, will it? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, and that's gone, I... Well, uh, I know you can get another bindle, a good morphine. I don't use it myself. But I might talk to you later. Okay. What kept you? Huh? Yeah. I'll bet. Team back around tonight. About an hour ago. Why? You know where he is now? Over at Maisie's place with Slim and Bill. I said why? Got a job for him. Yeah? Yeah. Where? 219. User? Nope. You, you sells the nuts. Stick around, pal. You learn. I know you can spot him a mile. Didn't miss on Slim and Bill and Matt down, did they? So what? So this new bird's a mule. Says you. Come on, Luke. Call me, he's up, and tell Mac to scram over here. Boy, if this is a bum steer, you'd better blow. It's on the up and up. I know. Okay, what's her number? I don't know. Son of Pedro. This baby looks like he's got too much dough to be a mule. Look, pal. Friends are proper when they sell dope to me, the mules. Quiet. Say, Maisie, is Mac there? Sure. Hey, Mac, little Willie's found another mule. Well, so he says. Okay. Yeah. Room 219. I'll be seeing you. What'd he say? He'll look into it. Nice commission for little Willie on this deal. Yeah, man. Then what's this all about? 
Why the interest in me? Well, you're a winner on record, ain't you? So what? Maybe you can use some of our stuff. We don't do no retailing ourselves. And there were so many guys looking for a bigger muscle around here, so I thought that... The... Well, who said I was? Look, I can tell a big shot when I see one. You were just a mule. Maybe. Then what? We got about six grand worth of junk planted where we can lay our hands on it, see? You come on over and meet the boys. And if they like you, well, we can make a deal. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Okay, Maggie, this is a friend of mine. Yeah? What's his name? McCallie, Eddie McCallie. Oh, hi, Eddie. Hello. And this is Slim, the guy with a long bit of shift. And that's sitting over there, Bill. How are you? Hey, Hello. Hey, that's a mean-looking knife you got there, Slim. Yeah, nice blade on that knife. Good hard wallop, must go clean for a guy. You better watch yourself around this town. They're juggier for carrying one like that. Oh, uh, yeah? The copper ain't been born that can pick me, see? I've heard that one, too. Well, what are you boys going to have? Yeah, what do you have, Eddie? Scott, beer for me, Maggie. Okay, Slim? Right. Great. <laughs> Make mine, Scott. Okay. Make yourself at home, Eddie. Thanks, I will. And, uh, Eddie's in the market for some junk, boys. Uh, yeah. How much? That depends on how good it is. The best. Yeah? What is it? We well, can produce it. Hey, you're pretty good with that shift. Yeah. I never missed. <laughs> The way that hit that table reminds me of that bird in the candy store back in Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> right between the eyes. Remember? <laughs> yeah, with his face red. <laughs> what did you say the junk was? I didn't say. Okay, forget it. Ah, uh, here you are, boys. Hey, you big gorilla. What's the idea of scarring my table up with that noise? Ah, close your face, see? Don't step up with me, big boy. I'll poison your rye. Yeah, that stuff you sell don't have to be poisoned. It already is. That's telling Slim. I ought to take a poke. Yeah, wouldn't you look good with it sticking in your rib? Uh, turn out the clown and let's get down to business. Take it easy. Take it easy, Mac. We got lots of time. Thanks, Larry. Well, I don't know how much time you guys got, but I got from now on. Every night for a week, the four men met in Maisie's apartment to discuss ways and means of getting together on the purchase of a quantity of drugs. Finally, apparently growing impatient at the delay, Eddie called for a showdown. Now, look here, Slim. I've been hanging around here for a week now, and nothing's been done. Well, what's your hurry? My supplies running low. i got some good orders, and I'm not going to wait around another week to fill them. Either we make a deal, or we forget the whole thing. Okay, Sal. Tomorrow night, we drive out to the plant. Get the stuff, and you can get started again. How much you want for the lot? Seven grand. Don't kiss me. Take it or leave it. Okay, forget it. Hey, wait a minute, Slim. We need the dough. Yeah, we ain't had no checks since we pulled that filling station shut. Yeah, let's sell this junk, Slim, and then we can get going again. Shut up, shut up, I tell you. What's the best you'll do, Eddie? Five grand. What? Make it 6,500, Eddie. Nope. I'll tell you what I'll do, Eddie. I'll split the difference with you. Make it six grand, that's a deal. Okay, it's a deal. Now you're talking. You'll be here at 11 o'clock tomorrow night. We'll drive out and get the junk. Ah, uh, you got a car, Eddie? Why, uh, yeah, I got the use of one. Well, we better use yours then. Ours is too hot. And how? Well, it's a cinch the cops won't pick us up if we're in mine. Mm-hmm.
As Eddie entered Macy's apartment next night, he was puzzled at the signal the girl gave him to follow her into the kitchen. Hello, boys. Hi. I'll see you in a minute. I want a drink. Huh? Oh. Okay, Eddie. Hey, what's your idea, Macy? I caught your nod when I came in. You got a rod, Eddie? Why, uh... No, why? You're on the spot. Yeah? Now, listen. You get out of here just as soon as you can. Oh, because they're going to bump you off tonight and keep your six grand on the junk, too. Oh, you kidding. No, I'm not. I'm giving it to you straight. I overheard him planning it just before you came in. Say, what's the idea of tipping me off? I thought you were gone from back. Oh, I am. But you seem like a square shooter to me, Eddie. And I don't want to see you walking the this with your eyes shut. I never started playing blind man's buff yet. You got a scram, see? Hey, wait a minute. How are they going to do it? Chipping? Yeah. No, that makes too much noise. Slim's going to slip that shiver into your ribs. When? When they get across the beach. Oh, nice guys, huh? But I still don't get the idea you're tipping me off. Well, I just hate to see you get a raw deal. That's all. Okay. Leave it with me. Hey, I've got to be getting in there. Oh, I'm yeah. Get suspicious. Yeah. Here's your drink. Thanks, Missy. Okay, I'll get some. Okay. Ready? Well... Took you a long time to get that drink. Yeah. Maybe you have to go next door for ice. Yeah? Yeah, we better get started. Hey, wait a minute. What's the matter? I just thought of something. I had a date with my girl tonight, and I stood her up. Yeah, why don't you call her up and square the beef? Hey, that's a good idea. I better go do it now. Hey, wait a minute. You can use Maisie's phone. Huh? Can you, Maisie? Well, sure. Go ahead, Eddie. Okay. Hey, you got any ice left, Maisie? Yeah. Well, bring me a high ball, will you? Sure. Yeah, me too. Okay. Hello, George Brown speaking. Hello, Georgia, darling. How are you? What? Ah, oh, don't be like that, honey. Hey, are you crazy? Hey, what's the idea? Now, listen, baby. I didn't mean to put you on a spot last night, but I was tied up on a deal. I couldn't get there. Wait a minute. Is this you, Eddie? Of course, dear. Want me to ask you no question? Well, you know I do, darling. No, I'm not out with another girl. I'm over here at Maisie's apartment with the boys. Well, sure, they're here. Bill and Mac and Slim, just like I told you. Are you on a spot? Yeah, honey. Of course I love you. <laughs> Boy, you should got him going. That's a dame for you. Get you under her thumb and then good night. Tell her off, Eddie. No, honey, I wasn't shushing you. I was just talking to Slim. You want somebody to come over? You bet I do, darling. You want us to come in? No. No, I'm not giving you the runaround. Now, listen, baby. We're going to drive out to the beach. I got a big deal on, and I can't see her tonight. I follow you? Well, I told you I did, darling. Of course I love you. Okay, stall around for a while. Give us a chance to get over there. We'll be tailing you. Now, darling, you know it won't be long before I'll be seeing you every night. I'm ready to knock him over? Yes, dear. Ah, tell her to button up her lips and let's get going. Well, I've got to get started, honey. I'll see you around. Okay, a couple of boys are on their way now. Bye, baby. <laughs> boys, that dame got you in your clutches. Blonde <laughs> or brunette, Eddie? Redhead. Redhead? Ah, I can't stand him. Yeah, I bet if that redhead waitress and prisoner ever gets their hands on you, you'll burn. Yeah, well, I'll knock the rest of her teeth out if she ever squawks on me again, see? You know something, Slim? That's what I like about you. You're always so gentle and kind. Yeah. 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 Uh. I'll see you later, Maisie. Uh, where's your car, Eddie? In front. I guess we better use it, don't you? Sure. You got the jack with you, Eddie? Yeah, why? 
I just thought it'd be a good idea. Uh, say, Eddie, uh, I ain't never seen you toting a rod. Ain't you got one? Oh, what did I be doing with the rod in my rocket? Mighty handy sometimes. Yeah? Well, it's bad enough to be picked up with a pocket full of junk. Let alone a rod on you, too. You ain't figuring on getting picked up by yet. Well, you never can tell when I'll tie into a flock of cops. Well, don't do it when you're around me, see? Why not? I hate cops. I'd like to stick this frog sticker into our cop right now. Hey, look. Would you mind not waving that thing in my direction? It might slip. Huh? <laughs> don't you worry about that. This is one knife that don't slip. Unless I'm the guy that slips it. Hey, you want to ride in front of me, Slim? No. I think I'll ride in back with Bill. It's going to be a little hard to talk to you back there. All right, what's on your mind? Oh, nothing particular. Thought we might talk over another deal. That's okay. I'll ride back here. Uh, just as you say. I'll ride up in front with you, Willie. Okay, let's get started. Which way, Slim? Yeah, go straight up Figueroa. And cut over toward Huntington Beach. I'll tell you when it's done. Okay. But a signboard on the right down there, Eddie. Hey, you haven't got the stuff way out here, have you? Well, not exactly. We just want to talk a while. Okay. Now, let's get out and stretch our legs. Hey, what time is it? About two o'clock, why? I just remembered an appointment I had for the guy. Yeah, well, it's too late now. Yeah. I guess so. Say, Eddie, I understand you used to be a pretty big shot in this year, right? Hey, uh, what happened? Oh, nothing. I just had to change my field of operations, that's all. What do you mean by that? I used to get my stuff from a guy in New York. But my friend got knocked off back there. Got a tenor in the big house, and I had to find another supply. Where? Mexico City. Mex? Nah. Jack and German. Well, how do you get it up here? Send the guy down after. Hmm, pretty whiskey business, isn't it? I'm oh, not so much. How much you get at one time, Eddie? Anywhere from 100 to 200 grand. 100 grand? Sure, why not? Well, say, listen. How do you identify the boy you send down there? Ah, uh, that's a cinch. I write my agent down there, see? Then I tear the letter in half. I send half of it with a check to the agent in Mexico City and give the rest of it to the bird I'm sending down. When he gets there, they compare him. And that's all there is to it. A hundred thousand dollars worth of junk. Yeah, as simple as all that, huh? You never lost none that way? Nope. One of the boys got hijacked one time, but I had him insured. Insured? Say, you think of everything, don't you, Eddie? I try to. Now, what do you think of giving us a try at running some of that stuff for you? You guys? Why, you ain't got what it takes. It takes a lot of nerve to run a hundred grand worth of junk into this country. Yeah, well, what makes you think we ain't got nerve? Well, I haven't seen any evidence of it. Now, listen, Eddie, we're a tough mob, see? We don't take nothing off of nobody. I heard you mention that before, Slim. But I never seen you do anything to prove it. Now, now, will you just stick around? Yeah, tell him about that filling station job, Slim. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Now, look, Eddie. We decided to hold up this filling station, see? We had it all doped up. One of the boys makes a crack about using rods on the job, but I was for using me shields, see? Well, we goes into this joint out on Wilshire there. I walked in just like I was going to buy something. I walked up to this bird just like this. Then I stuck this point into his ribs just like this. Hey, <laughs> what's the matter, Eddie? You nervous? 
No, but you didn't think I was going to slip this into your ribs, did you, Eddie? Well, I don't... <laughs> what do you think, Eddie? Don't that take the ribs? Uh, I don't see it. It's easy to stick up a bird with a knife when he's unarmed. Any hoodlum can do that. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't carry no rod either, do you, Eddie? Hey, what's that got to do with it? Nothing. I was just wondering. How's a part of Eddie? Can we win that bunch of junk for you? Well, I don't know, Max. After all, I only known you birds a week. I don't know nothing about you. What you've done, where you work, nothing like that. <laughs> hey, Slim, tell him about that old bird in the grocery store out on Sunset. <laughs> that guy? Boy, will I ever forget that old buggy. We walked into this market, see, and we said to the old man... This is a hold-up, Santa Claus. Grab that. Get that register, Bill. Okay, Max. Look here, you fellows. I'm an old man. I need my money. You can't get away with this. Is that so? Well, here's a present for you, Grandpa. Something to remember us. Kick <laughs> him in the face, Slim. Yeah, it's a good idea. Come on, hurry up. Let's blow. Get that jack, Bill. Well, I thought that way to listen, see? The next time we called on him, he won't give us no back talk. Yeah, didn't that take noise, Eddie? I don't think so. Anybody can beat and kick an old man. You won't get by with that stuff running down from me. Yeah? Yeah, well, what's the use arguing about it? Now, look, Eddie. You let us take your car and go get the junk from the place. We'll be back in an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Okay. The keys are in it. Now, wait for you over there in that little shed where the interurban car's at. Okay. Well, what do you think, sir? We can talk him into it, all right. We're going to bump him tonight? Nah. We can take him for a hundred grand and morphine if we can get him to let us run a shipment. Hi, Jetty. He's worked more to us alive than he is dead, huh? Yeah, you're quick. You're sap. Of course he is. This way, we only get six grand. We can get him to let us run the stuff for him. We can hijack a whole shipment of the stuff and be sitting pretty. What if he squats? I still got my shiv, ain't I? Yeah, that's right. And uh, not. Well, what's the matter? I just remembered. Tony said he was going to Tijuana today. He won't be back till Monday. Oh, boy, that is a spot, isn't it? Oh, what are you going to tell Eddie? Eh, I'm going to tell him the truth. We can get this up Monday night or maybe Sunday if Tony gets back in time. Well, wait a minute. I got, a, I got an idea. Yeah? Well, if you have, it's a boy's time. Come what on. is it? Fill it. Come on. Oh, wait a minute. Now, look. Eddie thinks we ain't got no noise, see? Yeah, we know that. Okay. Let's make a take to take him with us tomorrow night when we knock over that gambler joint down on 7th. Well... For once, Mac, you have got an idea. We'll do it. Let's go back and pick him up. He's liable to be getting impatient back there. Early the next morning, in response to a telephone call from Captain Chitwood of the Narcotic Detail, Captain J.S. McCaleb reports to his office in the robbery detail of the police department. Oh, hello, Chitwood. What's on your mind? I want you to spring a little trap for me. Well, where and when? Tonight at 11 o'clock at 7th in Los Angeles. Oh, what's up? I've had a line for about a week on three of the toughest thugs I've ever heard about. They're the sort of go about knocking women's teeth out, kicking old men in the face, and sticking knives into people's ribs. <laughs> nice boys. Yeah, the cream of society. What about society? <laughs> what's on tap now? Well, they're planning a hold-up of a 7th Street club tonight at 11. They happen to know that there'll be considerable money there, and they plan to knock it over. Now, where do you come in? Oh, I'm going along as interested spectators. Can't you wrangle me an invitation? By all means, come. And bring your boys with you. Are these monkeys armed? Yeah, to the teeth. And look out for the tallest member of the mob, the one they call Slim. He's got a knife a foot long. 
And nothing would give you more pleasure than to cut your head off and throw it in your face. Okay, Captain. We'll be there. Let's break for some. Say, uh, where are these monkeys uh, meeting? Pershing Square. Oh, yeah? Quiet. Now, you stick out across the street. I'll get them to drive down hill and turn left on 7th. You better have some men staked out in the club, too, but uh, wait till they get in there before you take them. Have them throw lead all over the place? No, I don't think they will. I don't think they have nerve enough to do Just that. Just the same. I don't think we ought to take any chances. Okay, it's up to you. From here on out, it's your problem, Charles. Don't you happen to hear about these boys? I got a tip that they were going to deliver $6,000 worth of morphine. What? Sure. Well, why don't you narcotic boys take the cook? Well, they'll get longer sentences if you pick them up for attempted robbery with firearms. And they'll be out of the dope rabbit anyway. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, I'll be shoving off. You'll uh, take care of my friends, will you? <laughs> and how? Through the long day, McCaleb and his officers laid their plans for the capture of the gunman, carefully going over every inch of the scene of the proposed holdup. The officers settled down to wait for the zero hour. In the apartment of Maisie, the thug trio lays plans. I tell you, Mac, my woman's intuition tells me not to take Eddie along tonight. Ah, uh, but that's a whole idea. To show him we got nerve enough to handle that junk shop for him. Yeah, yeah, no. But just the same, I don't trust this guy. Ah, Eddie's all right. Hey, what's eating you, Slim? This was your idea in the first place. We were going to bump him off and then you changed your mind. You wanted to take him along and this is job tonight, and now you don't. Hey, will you make up your mind? I have made up my mind. He ain't gone. What are you going to do? Leave him standing down there in the fog and pushing square? Don't make no difference to me where he stands. I tell you, he ain't gone with us. And we better be flagging it down to ourselves. There ain't no rush. The bodies I had in mind ain't going to be there before 11 o'clock anyway. We got lots of time. when you were showing me how you robbed that defenseless filling station man. You remember? 
Yeah. Oh, Joe. Yeah, Captain. Take good care of these boys, Joe. They're friends of mine. Friends, Captain? Yeah. And if they get tough, kick them in the face. They like it. It's their favorite indoor sport. In just a moment, we shall hear again from Chief Davis. More power, more miles, quicker stopping, smoother acceleration, more available speed, and more money left in your pocketbook, friends, when you let Rio Grande crack gasoline solve your transportation problem. The officials of all divisions of government, cities, counties, state of California, and federal government can't be wrong. Tens of thousands of motorists who likewise demand the best get just that and pay less in the long, smooth, powerful run. The same kind of police car performance, friends, is waiting for you at the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood. Drop in tomorrow, take on a load of Rio Grande cracks, and take a load off your motor and your purse by always using the gasoline that is first in public service. And now, Chief Davis. The three men, Slim, Mac, and Bill, were brought to trial and given long sentences in prison for attempting robbery with firearms, carrying concealed weapons, and every charge that could legitimately be brought against them. The narcotic charge could not be pressed inasmuch as the actual sale was never consummated. But the work that Captain Chitwood did carried much work with the jury in determining the guilt of the three men. Thank you, Chief Davis. Attention all cars. Camp Lake, you broadcast 226. The alternate case is aided by the robbery squad. The suspects are now in custody. That's all. Rolls and quit. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night. Rio Grande. <laughs>